Hello and welcome to episode 208 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your host, Howard Kravitz. Thanks for joining the show today as we're going to be previewing the big Saturday stakes at Aqueduct and Churchill. There are four graded stakes on Saturday. Of course, our uh, regular flagship show we already filmed live this past Wednesday. Take a look at episode 207 where we talked about the Friday pick five at Churchill. Uh, but this episode is a tape show, of course, and it's covering the Saturday stake races at Aqueduct and Churchill. Please make sure you uh, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or Anchor. If you cannot watch the YouTube video, please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Also hit that notification bell so that you know when new content will arrive and also smash that like button which will tell YouTube viewers to check out the HHH Racing Podcast. Also, please make sure you subscribe to our Power Picks. If you're not familiar, that is a tip sheet. It only costs $15.99 every month. The ROI is over $2.50. We give spot plays. We give ABC grids, pick fours, pick fives That is all that also have hit. It's really a fantastic tip sheet, one of the best out there in the country for a very inexpensive uh, price. You can see on the bottom of the screen, just go to patreon.com backslash HHH Racing Podcast and check it out. Also, we have a fantastic website, of course, hhhracingpodcast.com. Last thing, and it's on the bottom of the screen uh, at the end of the scroll, this Tuesday, which is what, the uh, 29th, I believe, November 29th, we have a very highly anticipated show. One of the best trainers in the world, Chad Brown, will be here live. So please check out us 8 p.m. Eastern with Chad Brown live. You can ask him questions. And the show will start with a mystery guest. And this mystery guest is very popular. This is a TV personality. Might not even be horse racing. I don't even want to say who it is. Check us out at 8 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday for a mystery guest. And then Chad Brown, this is going to be a very big show. We're really excited to present that to you here on the HHH Racing Podcast. Let's get to the preview races that I want to uh, talk about. The first two we're going to talk about is at Aqueduct. Now, Aqueduct has two graded stakes, again, this Saturday, as I mentioned. So as I'm speaking here, I'm going to go ahead and bring up the Equibase entries, and then we'll go ahead and show the PPs and go with my uh, top choices as well as we bring up the Equibase entries here. The first race that we're going to talk about, and I'm going to have uh, my picks will be on the bottom of the screen. Usually I do a scroll, but this time I'm just going to do a banner. Uh, actually, no, we'll just leave it at scroll there. You see at the bottom of the screen, the first is the Fall High Weight. It's a grade three this goes off at about 3.15 Eastern time. Again, this is Saturday at Aqueduct. And it's called the Fall High Weight because you're going to see the weights of the jockeys are much more uh, than normal. This is a tradition they have Thanksgiving weekend at Aqueduct. It's $175,000 purse. Six furlongs is the distance. It's a small field of seven with the morning line favorite, number seven, running son of a gun. Toscano and Carmouche are the connections. The only three-year-old in the field 
two to one mooring line. I'm not messing around here. I'm going to go with running son of, gun, son of a gun. The favorite as I go down to his PPs. I thought he ran very well last time with a 97 buyer. You see this horse has been consistently in grade stakes, picking up pieces in general, did get the job done last time, not overwhelmingly so, but I thought this was a good feel that he beat. He's got another month off. He's an improving three-year-old by gun runner. I see no reason why Carmouche cannot get the same similar trip on the outside. I probably wouldn't take too small a price on this horse, but my top choice, running son of a gun. My second choice is going to be Wiley Veteran, the eight-year-old, Brilliant Ben, who's really had quite an interesting story. Used to be trained by David, David Jacobson. Now uh, a new trainer, Faith Wilson, a young female talented trainer, takes over. Brilliant Ben was really good uh, two starts back against running son of a gun. I'm not going to show the replay, but I really thought he sort of broke a little bit slow, rushed up, was in between, battled all the way and running son of a gun, barely beat him. The only loss you could see here by three quarters of length. This was a very impressive effort to me by Greeley and Ben, and then came back and won uh, an allowance race, starter allowance. So he steps up again. He's got an inside post. He's got tactical speed. It's not the um, most killer field. Greeley and Ben could absolutely win again for Mr. Franco. The number six is my third choice, and that's Factor It In, who I'm going to go ahead and show the run son of a gun race. These two faced against each other uh, last time, and Greeley and Ben. So let's go ahead and show this replay. The five, seven, and eight are the horses you want to pay attention to here. The eights run and stuff again. I'm just going to go fast forward a little bit. Um, but the five is in between horses right here. Here's run and gun, the winner. And here's uh, the seven, the other horse here. But the five, Greeley and Ben, who's 20 and one, you can see he's in between horses, really battling quite hard here and not getting the best of trips, I do not believe. While run and son of a gun is right in behind, you see uh, right there getting a better trip, at least in my opinion. And you can see Greeley and Ben is in these white blinkers, just fighting in between. And here comes run and son of a gun over the top. M meanwhile, factored in, sorry, it's the three, the gray right here is factored in. So it's the three, five, and eight. All these three horses I'm pointing to are all racing on Saturday. And really, when you look at Greeley and Ben, the five, you can see that he battled very hard the whole way. I thought factored in, who's the gray here, really got an excellent trip and still couldn't win. So I'm a little bit against the gray here. I thought Greeley and Ben ran a very good race and run him son of a gun who won, uh, ran a good race as well. Not that really much better than Greeley and Ben, in my personal opinion. And there's Factored in the gray. Factored in does get IRAD, I believe, on Saturday. That's obviously uh, going to bring his, yeah, it's IRAD. It's going to bring his price down. Unless there's a big speed duel, I really don't like Factored in at 3-1, to one especially. Um, he can win. I'm a bit against, obviously, the big jock switch to IRAD is going to change people's uh, opinion. Uh, but I'm a bit against factor it in. I'm going 716 in the fall high weight. Let's go to the other stake race. This is the Red Smith on Saturday. This is the last turf race, literally, in New York in 2022. You'll not see a turf race uh, until uh, most likely around April 
uh, in New York as all the turf horses in New York will be heading south. This is a nice race, though. This is a grade two. It's on the turf. They're going three turns. It's a mile and three-eighths. $300,000 is the purse. It's a big field of 12, as you can see. There are also some also eligibles, but this should be on the turf. The Moyne line favorite is number nine, Soldier Rising. Real nice horse for Clement and Jose Ortiz, five to two morning line. As I switch over, you see I am going with the favorite, but I do have a very strong opinion here uh, in this race, and I'm going to talk about it right now as I go ahead and switch over the PPs. I thought this Red Smith, uh, this, this Red Smith came up. Let me go ahead and put myself on screen. This Red Smith came up very deep for this caliber of race at this time of year. Basically, the best turf horses that are not either sent south or have retired are in this race. I thought this was a very good rendition of the Red Smith for sure. My top choice, Soldier Rising. I feel very confident in saying this is the best horse in the race. I won't say by far, but I think he is a clear favorite. He's been facing really tough horses, Goofo, Warlike, Goddess, etc. in grade ones. The thing is, it's a three-turn race. He's 5-2. to two. He's got a bit of an outside post. There's not a lot separating the top horses here. So although Soldier Rising is my top choice, if he doesn't win, many others can win. The horse I'm really interested in the most, though, uh, especially at what I think will be a decent price, is the number three, Bolt House. Chad Brown's got two. He's got highest honors. Who's the one horse? I prefer Bolt House here for Franco and Peter Brandt, nine to two. I think we might get that price. And I do want to show the end of the last race, the Keeneland race here the Sycamore. Watch very carefully. There's three horses coming out of this race that are racing on Saturday. You got Temple, Heist, Honors, and Balthouse. They're the 8, 10, and 13. I'm going to take it right to the uh, closing of this race here. I'm going to go a little bit fast forward here until the point I want to get to. All right, let's freeze it right here. Actually, we're going to go a little bit further back. Sorry about that. All right, a little bit hard to tell, but you'll, you'll see here. The Eight is right here. That's Temple. The 10 is going the Peter Brand Silks in green right behind the arrow. And the 13 is on the outside also in this race. But watch the 10 very carefully. And the Peter Brand Silk. Highest honors is the gray. Here's the 10. You see my arrow th with the green. The jock sides go inside. I have no problem with that. But when the real running starts coming up here, he has nowhere to go. You see, he's sort of looking for room, looking for room. Let me freeze it right here. Here's highest honors, the 13. The 8th Temple gets a clear run. Highest honors gets a pretty clear run on the inside. But the number 10 right here, Balthouse, really had to study late, looking for room. I'll let it run through. You see, he's waiting, waiting. Still waiting, just cannot find a hole, then tips out, and now is finally in the clear. And you see there was some explosion there, and I'll let the gallop out uh, go through. And you see, although the jock didn't ask very much, here's the 10 right here at Balthouse galloping out nicely. The jock's already in hand. I'm going to show one more time here. It's a little bit subtle, but if you watch carefully, I'll let it run through. Watch the 10, Balthouse, trying to find room, completely bottled up. Absolutely nowhere to go. Tips out behind Temple. You see right there, tips out. And now he has run, but it's way too late. You see he's running on there. 
He's definitely running on there if you watch carefully. Uh, galloped out well. I think here he is right here. Full of energy, but the race is already over. To me, Balthouse is absolutely the horse you want coming out of that race. Is he good enough to beat Soldiers Rising? That is really the question you have to ask yourself. But Balthouse uh, or Baltus at about four to one, nine to two. Um, the other Chad Brown, Irad is on the one. Franco is on Balthouse. That'll help the price. That's the horse I want if Soldiers Rising can't get, can't get the job done in the Red Smith handicap. Let's go now to Churchill Downs. Churchill Downs has two uh, two-year-old races, and these are uh, preps for the Kentucky Derby and the Kentucky Oaks. And I say preps; that's really not probably the fairest thing to say. But there are points here on the line on Saturday in the big two races, the Golden Rod and the uh, Kentucky Jockey Club. So let's go to race 10 first. Let's talk about the Golden Rod. This is for the Phillies. Two-year-olds, it's about 527. You can see in the top, Eastern time, $400,000. They're going a mile and a 16th. It's a big field here of 10 with the Moing Line favorite, the very impressive number four, who's your Philly? For Tom Amos and Edgar Morales, this horse is undefeated. She's looked very good so far. As I go ahead and bring up uh, the PPs here, uh, and I'll go ahead and switch over. I am not going with favorites in either one uh, of the races here. Oops, I think I switched to the wrong. There we go. There's the goldenrod. Um, I am not going with the morning line favorites in either one of these races. My top choice in the goldenrod is number three, American Rockette. Let me make this a little bit bigger. No, we're good. American Rockette uh, for Bill Mott and Florian Giroux. I've been a fan of this horse since her debut. This is a, a filly by American Pharaoh out of an Indian Charlie mare. The breeding is very good. Uh, Frank Fletcher bred this horse and owns this horse. Uh, this is a jockey change to Giroux. Junior Alvarado gave this horse a great ride in her debut at Saratoga going five and a half. She didn't break well at all. She came from the clouds and won. Wasn't a very fast fig, but did it very well. Then in the spinaway, did not get off to a good start at all. We had the outside post, broke way to the outside um, and bolted a bit. And just still ran okay, though, finishing uh, four by three and a quarter lengths and only uh, two lengths behind the Breeders' Cup winner, you can see right there on the screen, Wonder Wheel. In the Frisette, um, things didn't quite go her way. I was disappointed. She was, I think, second choice to Chocolate uh, Gelato. I don't know if it was the slop. I'm not really sure what happened. I couldn't find a lot of excuses. I think American Raquette is not far off the top horses in here. I think she's got upside if Drew needs to get this horse out of the gate. If the filly can break, she'll have an inside trip. She's a nice closer. There's enough speed in this race. No one overwhelms me. I'm very interested in American Rockette to win the Golden Rod on Saturday. My second choice will be Hoosier Philly. Even money seems crazy low to me, but this Tom Amos trained Philly by Into Mischief has done absolutely nothing wrong, was extremely impressive. Last time winning by seven, although was in the slop, pairing up her buyer top of 76, but she didn't improve off her maiden race. I'm not sure that's cause for concern, 
but it would be nice to see if that horse improved by the numbers and she did not she's been working well she's the very logical favorite she's definitely the one to beat the other horse i'll go with is the number one pretty mischievous also has done nothing wrong two for two this is the first time though that this into mischief philly has to go two turns uh, the rail, uh, while she'll be able to save ground, the rail has not been good at Churchill. She can win. I'm a bit against just because I think she's facing much tougher and she's got to go two turns for the first time while the other two Phillies already have. I'm going 3-4-1, the goldenrod. Going with a bit of a price here for Mott and Giroux, American Rockette, 10-1 to morning line. The last race we're going to talk about here on our preview show is going to be the race for the boys. This is the Kentucky Jockey Club stakes, grade two. There are points on the line for next year's Kentucky Derby. Also $400,000 is the purse. Also going a mile and a 16th. You see it's another big field. It's a field of nine. The morning line favorite is the number eight, Instant Coffee for Cox and Saez. And that is who I'm going with in this race. I thought Instant Coffee uh, has a lot of upside here. He's a nice horse. I go ahead and switch over. He breaks from the eight hole uh, in this race. Five to two morning line. Uh, Broke his maiden very well at Saratoga. Impressively breaking from the rail. Coming over the top in a fast time. And then ran just fine. The Breeders' Fraturity losing to Forte, who also won, of course, the Breeders' Cup juvenile um really not a lot of excuses but sort of got shuffled back i just want to show you the start of the race there was a lot of kickback in this race uh red route one is also in the race on saturday instant coffee is the five there's really not too much to see here i just want to point out that uh let me go ahead back it up just a little bit here he breaks fine you're gonna see him um he's right here he just, he studies a little bit. You see, he's got his head carriage is sort of a little bit weird there. And then he gets shuffled back a little bit on the turn. And there's just a lot of kickback. You can see how much kickback there is. I mean, he saves ground. He doesn't have excuses. But you see the jock, he's right here. The jock was asking him to, like, keep up. I don't know if the kickback bothered him. You see, he's the jock is already asking him right here. Um, he's on the inside. So I just wanted to show that, I mean, there was no trouble but he wasn't doing it smoothly. I'm not really sure why. My guess is the kickback. Um, he's been on the inside before. The track was a little bit weird that day. Anyway, Instant Coffee is a nice horse by Bolt Doro. There's enough speed in here. I'm going with Instant Coffee, who's run uh, two buyers in the low 80s. My second choice would be Curly Jack, another horse who's done nothing wrong. He's already run five times for Amos and Morales, who, of course, has Hoosier Philly in the race we just talks about before is going to get a ground saving trip i'm not sure the upside is there for curly jack as opposed to instant coffee but curly jack can absolutely win this race and then my third choice is the number six this is the one horse that you really have to decide what to do with freedom trail for terra nova and Giroux coming from the turf in new york now this horse has interesting pedigrees by collected who could certainly run on the dirt as I go ahead and and show collected there it was a very nice horse you saw I had a string of buyers in the 100s got a 115 winning the Pacific Classic in 2017 uh the 
progeny of of uh, collected have been good, but you can see have been a lot of turf horses synthetic. So obviously this horse was put on turf. This the 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 dam uh, is is out of uh, sorry, out of a war front mare freedom. So there is a lot of dirt pedigree. Uh, sorry, turf pedigree. Although collected was more of a dirt horse, the babies have run better on turf. If there's one dirt track in the United States that a turf horse can win, it would be Churchill. And I find it very interesting that Terra Nova decides to ship this horse to Kentucky. Now, let me remind everyone that next week, uh, or uh, next weekend, there's the Remsen, which is the real nice two-year-old mile and eighth race on dirt in New York. He could have gone there. He decides to ship to Churchill. I don't have intel. My guess is because Churchill yeah, is is uh, better suited to turf horses than Aqueduct is. It's a complete guess of mine. But if I am right, I think that gives Freedom Trail a chance here. He's not that far off with the buyers. I'm against the number five Red Route 1. Um, he ran a big race two back, did not follow it up. Uh, in the slop. Maybe he just didn't like the slop. He's a very deep closer. I'm not sure there's that much speed in the race. I'm just against that horse. I'm going to go with the number eight instant coffee to win the Kentucky Jockey Club on Saturday. Again, four very interesting stakes. Two at Aqueduct, two at Churchill. Highly recommend you folks check out all of the stake races this weekend coming up at Aqueduct and Churchill. They're very competitive. They're big fields. Good luck to everyone this weekend at those two fantastic tracks. Hopefully you smash your bets. Take care, folks, and we'll see you next Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, with a mystery guest and Chad Brown. Take care, everyone.